Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Practicing Alchemy podcast. It's your host, Allie. Thanks for joining me. So, I've been slacking on my podcast the last week or two. I've just had a lot going on. My partner, Stacy, just started college. Well, she starts college tomorrow. So, this past week, I was getting ready and getting everything set up to take her to school. So I just got back today. Also, I have a niece now. My brother and his incredible wife had a baby um, a week ago now, a week and a half ago. So it's been madness over here. A good madness though, which is a nice break from the not so good madness that is currently happening in the United States. I don't wanna talk too much about that because everyone's heard about it, I would think, by now, unless you're living under a rock, in which case, congratulations. I wish I was there too. But yeah, the last week, the Capitol was raided by an angry mob, let's call them. Um, A lot of them happened, well, seemed to be Trump supporters by what they're wearing and shouting and stuff, but We all know that things aren't always as they seem, so there could be some other people there, sort of like how at all the Black Lives Matter protests, there happened to be extra people there just wanting to cause chaos just to watch the world burn. And that's been hard, you know? I think a lot of people are feeling the weight of that on their shoulders. 2020 was an incredibly tough year with the virus and so many awful things happening in our country. And I think a lot of us were hopeful that 2021 would bring in new energy and a lot of prosperity and growth and healing. But I think a lot of us forget that just because another day comes does not mean happiness comes or joy comes or reconciliation comes. Those are all things that we have to create. So that's kind of what I want to talk about today. Things have been pretty scary and everyone's coping differently, but I think we all need to work together and put effort forth to create a better world for each other because no one wants to live like this. No one is having fun with this except those, you know, people who are wicked, just want to watch wicked things happen. And I think love will win every time. I think love trumps everything. I have been feeling really down about everything happening and really hopeless about the state of our country and feeling like there's nothing I can do. And I've talked a lot to my partner, Stacy about this feeling like there's nothing that one person can do to change all of this. Kind of like how the environment's burning and we're all going to die in a pit of fiery hell. And there's nothing single people can do. It's all the corporations and stuff. But I think there is. I think it's the ripple effect. You know, I think I've mentioned this before on here, that one act of kindness can ripple out and spur another and another and another until that kindness has rippled out infinitely across other people, other communities. And I think that's what we have to keep doing here. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it in the end. And We have no choice. We have to keep pushing forward. One of my favorite authors and people generally to look up to is Glennon Doyle Melton. She's known for the phrase, we can do hard things. And we can. 
uh, it's exhausting a lot. I know when I do a hard thing, I have to go nap or lay low for like three days, but I know I can do them and I know that I need to. That's sort of why I started practicing alchemy in the first place is that I felt that I was called to do more than what I was currently doing. I feel that I have a voice that can help others and needs to be heard. I think even if I help one person, I've succeeded in doing what what I'm called to do, what I'm meant to do, what I'm made for. This past year when the virus hit, I was in Budapest playing soccer when the season got canceled and I felt very lost. One day my dad sent me a podcast and I listened to it and it reminded me of what I've been wanting to do and what I'm good at and what I should be doing. And that was connecting with others. You know, the guy in the podcast talked about how he started his own podcast and how he had no listeners or followers at first. And then it just started to grow, organically grow, just because he was authentically being himself. And so that's what I'm trying to do here, authentically be myself. And hopefully you guys can empathize with that and feel validated by that and go out and spread love and kindness to others as well. One of the things that I really loved in the podcast was this idea that he used, uh, dare to suck. So his whole idea is daring to suck, daring to fail, daring to create something that's going to be awful and miserable and make no money, but you have to dare to do it because it could also be great. There's another saying like that that I've heard about anxiety Uh, I saw it on Twitter, actually. So this guy was saying how his therapist told him to flip situations. So instead of saying, you know, what if this goes wrong? What if I do awful? Flip it and say, but what if it goes right? But what if I succeed? But what if it's miraculous? And I think that's kind of how we have to all look at this new year coming in. It could be terrible. (laughs) It could be a disaster. But it could also be the best year of all of our lives. It could bring new life, like my niece. It could bring new adventures. It could bring a new opportunity. And that's what I'm hoping for with this. In that same podcast that I was listening to, the speaker said, there's always someone out there who needs to hear what you have to say. There's someone who needs you to achieve your goals. And there's someone who needs what you have to offer, whatever that may be, whatever gift or talent or skill that you have. There is someone out there who needs that. They need that. And that's what I'm trying to do. And that's what I'm hoping that you guys will step into as well. Whatever it may be, know that this gift you have, there is someone who desperately needs it. So please do not stop. Keep pushing Keep living that true, authentic self of yours and spreading this magic that you have because it will change someone's life. It will influence them greatly, but you have to keep pushing. You can't keep that gift from everyone. That actually reminded me. So the other day, uh, well, this original story happened, oh gosh, about a year ago. So my partner, Stacy was here uh, staying with us in Oceanside. And I was in the kitchen one day washing dishes. And she has this habit of walking around very quietly, so I can't hear her. 
and in the middle of me washing dishes, I saw this figure out of the corner of my eye, and I did a double take and realized it was her, but the first moment I just saw this dark figure like in my peripheral vision, and I legitimately thought I was about to be murdered, which is my biggest fear. Anyone who knows me knows that I'm terrified of being murdered, especially in like vulnerable positions, you know, like blending something or going to the bathroom. So this was up there on one of the scariest moments of my life. And instantly I did the double take, realized it was her and started sobbing because in that moment I was actually so terrified. And then there was relief because I knew I wasn't going to be murdered. And then there was just so many emotions surrounding that. This was like in a matter of like a millisecond, like it happened so fast, but it was so many emotions. So I'm standing there crying, like actually sobbing to the point where I can almost not breathe. And Stacy just stands there. She watches me cry. Uh, she says something like, what's, what's going on? What's happening? And I'm sobbing and the girl's just standing there. And then finally later, after I calm down, I'm telling her how scared I was. And she starts laughing. She literally starts laughing in my face. And I now I'm just mad. I'm like, why the heck are you laughing? You scared me so much. I thought I was going to die like that. It's my biggest fear. And you just realized my biggest fear. And she's like, I'm not trying to laugh. I just, I didn't know what to do. So I just stood there and I, I was confused. And now I'm laughing because I, I don't know. I don't know how to react to this, which this is not the first time she's done this. And also not the first time I've experienced this because my best friend growing up, Ashley, yes, talking about you, Ashley, used to do this all the time when we would get in fights, which was like every day. And I would tell her how I felt that I was upset or angry or jealous. And she would laugh in my face and not take me seriously. And then I would get so mad. Like I'm trying to be open and vulnerable with you about something and you are laughing at me. Turns out this is an actual thing that happens to people. Again, speaking about my dear friend Glennon, who's not my dear friend, but I wish she was. Uh, she posted a video last week about her doing this with Abby, her wife. And apparently when they have tricky conversations and stuff, Glennon laughs and she doesn't feel like laughing. Like it's not a funny matter, but I guess it's just a reflex that happens. And, you know, she was explaining like, I, I, she was apologizing and was like, I am sorry. And I know my face doesn't look like I'm sorry, but I am sorry. So I sent it to Stacy, and she felt so validated. So we were talking about it a few weeks later um, after I sent her this video. And she was like, see, it's not just me. Like, I like Glennon does it too. So now you can't get mad at me. And I was like, no, no, that doesn't, that's not what that means. But I do feel better knowing that it's like a legitimate thing. And Stacy felt better knowing that this happens to other people. She felt less crazy. And I was like, well, you never say to me what she's saying. Like, you never explain to me how you're feeling. Like, even if you have, if you're laughing, you can still say like, I know I'm laughing right now, but I am taking this seriously. Like, you can still communicate to me that you are taking me seriously and you do hear what I'm saying. And she said, well, I never knew how to articulate that before until I saw Glennon's video. And now I realize I can just say it. Um, so this was sort of an aha moment for both of us. It started as something funny, this video that Glennon posted, but actually turned into a really big validation for both of us 
that this does happen and there's a way to get around it. It's okay that it happens to her and it's okay for me to see that happening, but we can still communicate about it. And that just made me think again about us sharing our gifts and love and compassion with others. When we speak up and speak out and decide to be vulnerable with people and share these things, it can cause such a validation for others. When other people see this, they realize they're not alone and they feel that they too can now be that way. They can be holy themselves. And that's really what we're lacking, guys. We're lacking empathy. We're lacking vulnerability. We're, we're lacking people being able to be genuinely, authentically themselves without feeling that they're alone or they're crazy or no one else has these feelings. Like there are 7 billion people. And I don't know if that's still the number, but I'm going to keep using that because that's what it's been since I was like 10. So there are around 7 billion people in this world on earth. That's not even counting the probably like gajillion other living creatures on other planets in this solar system of infinity, basically. There are so many people and you think that you are the only one to feel the way that you feel or you're the only one to laugh the way that you laugh or think the way that you think. No, there's no way. There are so many people who share things with you, but you've never met them. You've never talked to them. And that's, you know, that's, I think, one of the beautiful things about social media, even though it causes a lot of strife and can, you know, gives me tons of self-esteem issues, but it can also create these communities of people, these like-minded people, and you're able to find that validation that you've been longing for, you know, and that's what I'm hoping that I can, I can facilitate too, through my Practicing Alchemy brand and podcast and my poetry book, How to Be. I just, with all of this, you guys, as I always say, it's about human connection. It's about feeling less alone. It's about grounding us all to each other in our human nature. We are all human experiencing right now. A lot of us are experiencing this same thing. Everyone who lives in America is experiencing this, but it's all different for each one of us, except it's not. There are probably so many other people who are feeling just like you are, but we're not talking about it. Not enough people are talking about it. It's interesting because my dad has this idea, which I think a lot of people do that, you know, guys, when there's a problem, guys are just like solution oriented. Like, let's do, let's do this. And then it's done. Like, let's just do this quick. It's done. It's over where women talk about problems. And my dad was saying, you know, like guys fix things, women just talk about it. And I said, no, that's not it. Guys fix things with like the first thing they can think of like, all right, this seems good. Let's do it. Women talk about it and decide what is the best, you know, conclusion to this? What's the best solution? How should we go about doing this? And then they fix the problem. Like it's through our communication, our inherent communication that we get shit done because we talk about it, we discuss it, we look at all the different avenues and possibilities. And I'm not saying that men can't do that and that women are always that way. It's obviously part of our nature to be like that, but it, it's not always like that. Men do that too sometimes. But just him saying this reminded me like how much easier it would be if we all just communicated more, if we said 
the hard things to each other. If we were vulnerable with each other and opened up about how we felt. And I really think that doing that would allow space for other people to open up and be vulnerable too about how they're feeling and how they're doing. This makes me think of when my partner and I, Stacy, were doing distance for the past seven months during COVID, we got to a point where we were just kind of sick of talking to each other, but neither one of us said anything. Like I would literally be on FaceTime and say, okay, um, that's it. Like, that's all I have. <laughs> She'd be like, oh, okay, you're done talking to me now. And I would say, yeah, I honestly, I am. I have nothing else to say. So finally, one day I was like, I'm just going to tell her. So I said, Stace, you know, it's kind of funny. Like we've been doing distance and all this stuff. And we talk every single day, but I'm kind of sick of talking to you. I hope I like, I love you and I still want to date you and everything, but I'm really sick of talking to you. And she was like, oh my God, me too. Like I'm sick of FaceTiming. I'm sick of texting. Like I have nothing else to say to you. And it was just such a validating feeling for us both to be like, listen, we love each other. This is great. We're doing fine still. But like, we just talk so much. Like I know what you're doing with your day because you do the same thing every day because we're both like dealing with COVID and stuff. You know, I have my job and you have soccer or whatever, but we're doing the same thing. And there's just nothing else to talk about. We've talked about everything. But it was so freeing to be able to have that conversation with her. And that, you know, I was nervous at first because I didn't want her to think that I didn't like talking to her anymore, that maybe we were drifting apart or something. But when I did open up and decide to be vulnerable, we both realized we were feeling the same thing, but we just hadn't said anything about it. And I think this goes for so many people with so many different things. If we just open up and decide to say what we've been feeling, we could solve so many problems by having this understanding. When we are able to reach out and sympathize and empathize with each other through communication, it creates this understanding that allows us to have this space to be ourselves and not feel pressure and not worry that we're alone. And that allows us to share our gifts with people. You know, when I started this Practicing Alchemy brand and wrote my book, I was so scared that no one was going to like it. And then I realized that I had to get over that fear because it didn't matter. I was making this book for me. I wanted to make this book to, to know that I could do hard things and I could create something. And the overwhelming feedback that I got from writing How to Be, it just, I got chills just now thinking about it. But so many people bought my book and I never thought that anyone would pay to read what I wrote. Like, what for? And I've gotten such positive feedback that it's been, you know, a refreshing read and that it helps simplify so many things that people make difficult. And uh, the feeling I get knowing that when I stepped out of my comfort zone and decided to be vulnerable and share this passion project with the world, that it was welcomed and it did make people think and it did make people feel. and. I got to share that with others. It's just truly amazing. And anyone can do it. Anyone should do it. Like we all have these beautiful gifts, whatever it may be. And we need to, like we need to share these 
and connect with others and help each other. If you have, oh, I just remembered this. Okay, so we're creating apparel, practicing alchemy. We're making apparel. And the reason I wanted to do that is because it sparks conversations. Um, you know, the right t-shirt with the right image can spark a conversation or it can at the very least remind someone of something positive and something good. And that's what I want to do. Create clothing that reminds people of the love and the joy and the miraculousness of life, this life that we are living. And I hope that when you wear any of my clothing or see any of my clothing, it makes you feel that way and it allows you to share those feelings with others. But I was going to say, I have been working really hard and Stacy's been helping me. And one of her friends from Australia reached out. She's just been so amazing on all of my posts, you know, encouraging me with my poems and everything that I've been doing. And she creates designs, like digital designs. And she offered to create some designs for our apparel for free because she thinks it's awesome what I'm doing, like what we're doing, you know, the love we're spreading. And she just wanted to be a part of that. She just wanted to help in any way she could. And that's what I mean. Like her sharing her gift with us, with me, and like me being able to share her gift with you guys through our clothing. It's just, it's amazing. Like, and when we start doing that, reaching out to others and just offering our help just because, because why not? We're all here doing the best that we can. Why not help each other? Why not do what you can to spread this love and kindness and share your gift? And when we can come together and share our gifts together, it just can reach infinitely more people. And that ripple just gets bigger and bigger every time we step into that with other people. Honestly, I just wanted to get on today and kind of speak about that and encourage you all to keep going. You know, it, it may feel like the odds are stacked against us and things are real shitty right now, which they are, no doubt they are, but they don't have to stay that way. We alone by ourselves can still make a difference. And we do that by being genuine and being authentic and being kind and vulnerable and brave and just loving on each other. And flipping it when someone is rude to you, answer back with kindness. Oh my God, that just made me think of another thing. Okay, all these connections. So, going off of that, I was up at the fields the other day with Stacy and my parents doing some, some soccer training. And there was a dad and his daughter who were passing the ball behind us, sort of came late. Like we were there training and they came a little bit later and took up a little bit of our space. We didn't mind. It was fine. The fields were crowded. So we're training and I'm trying to stay out of their space. So I, I tell Stacy, you know, if you pass me the ball, don't pass it so hard because I don't want to get in their space and run into their drill. So she passes me a ball. I cross it into her. She just shanks it straight over the pole. So I'm laughing. Dad and mom are laughing. Dad makes fun of her. So I'm laughing some more. We're all just, you know, talking a little shit about Stace. It was funny. She liked it, I think. Anyway, um, the next one, she plays the ball and it goes past me, you know, past this dad and his daughter. So I run over to get it. And as I'm getting it, the dad turns to me and says, you know, we came out here and we're staying out of your space. Um, we're not trying to be in your space, but you don't need to talk shit about my daughter. <laughs> and I was like, what? 
I'm sorry, excuse me. What? And he didn't say anything. I said, excuse me, what are you talking about? And he wouldn't answer me. He just kind of like looked at me and like shrugged his shoulders. So I said, listen, I don't know what you think is happening, but I was laughing at my girlfriend who shanked the ball. I have no problem with you and your daughter being here. Actually, like we've been really nice to let you use this space when we're obviously here. So I don't know what you're assuming, but we're really nice people. And I don't know what you're talking about. I wish I could have been more eloquent, but that's all I had at that moment. And after this, he kind of, you know, he didn't answer me. He just like looked at me and, and shrugged his shoulders as he, cause he had nothing to say. And then after that, he walked off the field with his daughter and they left. It bugged me for like the whole day. And I kept thinking about it and thinking about it and trying to think of something else I could have said that would have been better in the moment, but it didn't matter cause it was gone. But just that something like that, when someone reaches out to you in a negative way, you have a choice on how to respond. And it is hard. It's so hard for me to choose a nice response because most of the time I don't choose any response because I haven't always been brave enough to speak my mind. But now that I am brave enough to speak my mind, I realize that returning a negative comment with just like utter kindness is always so confusing for people and it's so validating. Like, you know what? You assumed that I was talking shit about you and your daughter. You assumed about my character. Mind you, like I'm a marshmallow. His comment to me messed me up for the whole day because that's how much I care. And that's how much I want people to feel loved by me, not, not hurt by me. So just me being able to respond to him in a way that wasn't negative and wasn't, you know, detrimental to him or his self-esteem or his daughter made me feel good knowing that, you know what, it's not fight fire with fire. You know, it's, it's fight fire with water. We need to diffuse these situations and tap into that love and compassion and just try and be more peaceful and understanding because I don't know what he was going through. And yeah, he assumed that I was talking shit. But then after that, I think he realized right away that that wasn't something that I would do. And he was a bit embarrassed that he assumed that. And I know that I did my best to respond to him with kindness. So I can be happy with that situation after the fact, knowing that I did my very best. And I hope that he took something from that, that he went home and thought about that later as well and realized that gosh, maybe I shouldn't assume things about people next time. Maybe I should really just ask, you know, this is what I mean about the communication. If he were to come out and ask if he could use part of the field, I would have been more than happy to let him use space. Or if he would have asked, you know, are we in your way or like whatever, I could have said something back to him, but we don't. We just assume things about people and we judge people and we don't give them the space to be themselves. We cut that off. And then that's what causes us all to be walls up and resentful and off-putting right away instead of coming into situations with that kindness and love and open-mindedness that I think we all need a little bit more of. That's what I wanted to talk about, just reminding you all how powerful your words and actions are. And so instead of choosing negativity, let's choose compassion. Let's choose kindness because it is free, you guys. It is absolutely free to be a good person. And 
I think it's quite rewarding, actually. If you're struggling this week, uh, this month, this year, you're not alone. I guarantee you're not alone. And if you're feeling that you're alone, maybe you should start talking about it to someone, to anyone. If it starts with social media, start it with social media. I guarantee someone will reach back out to you because everyone is feeling so many feelings right now from everything going on. And when we open up ourselves to have these conversations with others, we're able to connect and not feel so alone and realize we all have a place in this world with a specific talent or skill or gift and everyone can benefit from that, from us living authentically. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Um, I just talked a little bit from the heart and I hope that you felt that. I was actually quite close to crying a few times, but I didn't because like you guys wouldn't be able to tell and I would probably just edit it out later. (laughs) But just know that I really put a lot of emotion and love and thoughtfulness into these episodes and I hope you can feel that. And I hope you take that with you out into your day whatever you're doing, and you can share that with others, and you can put your own little spin on it, your little spice on it, because you are beautiful, and you have so much to offer, so do not dim your light, shine it bright, and share it with everyone, because it is so needed right now, you are so needed right now, I love you guys, Um, stay tuned to my Instagram, at Practicing Alchemy, and my website, practicingalchemy.com. As I mentioned in this episode, we are creating some apparel and I'm so excited for it to spark conversations of love and connection. So stay tuned. Um, If you want to chat, if you just want to chat, reach out, feel some validation on your feelings. Um, My email is practicingalchemy at gmail.com. And I would love to hear from you, whatever it may be, even if you just want to say hi. So have a great day, you guys. Spread love, spread kindness. It's free and you have so much of it to give and it's so beautiful. I love you all. God bless.